You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to At The Diner, the flagship podcast on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I apologize for the weird Shatner-esque uh, delays in my speech that I was just using there. Uh, <laughs> you can check out our website. Uh, it is greatgeekrefuge.com. I am the host for At The Diner, but I do not do this podcast alone. Oh, no. I have two fantastic co-hosts. In fact, one of them is in the same room with me using the totally dope, awesome new setup that we have. We have to come up with like a nickname for our, our new podcast setup. I haven't figured out what it is yet, but we'll come figured up with something. Out. Yeah, exactly. But in the room with me, you know him, you love him. In fact, he is the purveyor of Xbox 360s to 12-year-old sons of Mike Lunsford. <laughs> uh, his name is James Rambo. Live and in person. One we, night only. Yes. This is the only night you can catch him. Uh, we've also got um, from the mysterious parts of Southern Maryland. Uh, you know him, you love him. He's still recovering from some serious dental work. His name is MC Brooks. Hey, I'm in PG County. PG. Yeah. County. PG. Right down the street from the lady who uh, conspired to kill Abraham Lincoln. Um, Her house is literally five minutes away from me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just... I just thought it was weird because like, okay, so um, when we had our uh, our day out, our boys day that we had up at- uh, Boys day. Yeah, it's great, so much fun, hot boy summer. Um, when, <laughs> when I dropped MC <laughs> off, uh, I saw Surratt Road and I was like, there's a road named after the conspirator that plotted to kill Lincoln and actually, you know, succeeded. And he's like, yeah, her house is right down there. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, yeah. I understand, like, for the historical sense, like, why you want to keep that thing, but, like, to name a road after her, like... It's an easy way to get yeah. those advertising dollars. Just, or, or, just yeah. say, there's a there's a restaurant in D.C. in Chinatown. I can't... I don't remember if it's Walk and Roll or somewhere else, um, but they have, a like a, like, a plaque on the outside of the building that literally states, 
Yeah, the consp they conspired to kill Lincoln here. Right here. That's, <laughs> like, it, it, like, from a historical perspective, I'm like, okay, that's, that's a cool fact to know, but like, why is that imprinted on the front of your restaurant? <laughs> is this a point of pride? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Is this restaurant or is this building Confederate owned? Like, do the DAR own the fucking lease on this building? <laughs> Wait, no, that's that's the no, daughters no, of the American, American Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, it was a good reference though. Is, I, I was so close. It. I was you, so you close. Were very, to very that. close. Yeah, almost stuck the landing. The daughters Not of the quite. Confederacy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They're they're there just as go. gross and insidious though. Um, which doing a, a Golden Girls rewatch? Yeah. Guess who's a member of the Daughters of the Confederacy? Oh, fucking Blanche. Oh, of yeah. It comes up quite a bit. Of course she is. <laughs> like, there's all like I, we just finished an episode with her mammy, and I'm like, Ooh, oh, oh no, no, Blanche, no. Uh, what are you doing? It was a different time. That was it that long ago. It was like, oh no, Blanche, no. It really wasn't that bad. No. no. Oh no. That's was so the wrong. Fifty. <laughs> maybe the 40s like, it's it's just on. gross it's bad and wrong no it's not everything ages well most no. things don't no that is one of them no Ugh, god anywho we're here to talk about adventures <laughs> how the fuck did we get into this oh yeah now i remember um so the funny thing about avengers is jacks was one years old when that movie came out 2012 fuck i didn't Ooh. go see it in the theaters no? No, because he was little. My focus was making sure that my money and my time was spent with the little guy. Like a grown-up. And again, up. yeah, like a grown-up. Um, I ended up watching it on Netflix maybe two or three years after it came out. And I enjoyed it very, very much. But also, me being the, the like, counter, like, culture piece of shit that I am, everybody's like, Avengers is so great, you gotta see it. I'm like, fuck you. Can't be that good. Eat a dick. Like, I, I <laughs> For a while there, I was like, no, I don't want to see it. And they're like, you need to see it. It's so good. No, fuck you. I don't want to go see it. Fucking MCU contrarian. Yeah, no, I was right. just, I was yeah. not, I was not feeling it. Everybody was just like, takes. Yeah, right? every, yeah, everybody was like, you need to see it. And I was like, I don't need to do shit. You need to get the fuck out of my face. Right you now. shouldn't. Because <laughs> look at all the MCU shit that's yeah. on the wall now. Because I love this shit now. But like, <laughs> it's weird. When I hadn't seen it, I didn't like it. And, <laughs> and now I, I've seen it. And now I, I love did. it. I love it. <laughs> Who would like, like MC said, it was a hot take. It wasn't a good take. Hey, man. It was a hot take. Hey, okay. we, we're, we're here now. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a safe we, space. We've made some, some some advancements. There's been some some information learned. Hopefully that'll be good. Yeah. Um, ultimately, it, it was very, very good. So all of those people who um, I said, go fuck yourself, I don't care, uh, I apologize. Uh, There's a lot of them. I told a lot of people. I had to make similar amends when uh, when the Venom movie came out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I told every broy nerd I encountered, not necessarily friends, just people who would bring up like, oh, I fucking love Venom. Oh, Carnage is my favorite character. Like to date, one of my quickest criteria for do I want to keep talking to you about comics is if you mention Venom or Carnage in the first five minutes of the conversation. Because typically, you're a person that, we, me and you, probably not going to have a lot in common. Not saying you're bad or wrong, just we feel different about shit, and that's okay. And I the last clear memory I have of doing this, yeah. I was in a Harris Teeter at like 1 a.m., 
because the one near me is is 24 hours. Uh, sidebar, fuck them. I will no longer be shopping at Harris Teeter. I can't remember which company owns them, but it's one of the companies that does a lot of awful shit politically. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, taking a strong stand. Um, yeah, I was, I was in Harris Teeter. It was super late. I think Venom either had just come out or was about to come out. And there were a bunch of guys who were there doing like the late night stocking. And one of them mentioned, uh, you know, in a conversation they were, they were talking about like, Oh man, I hope we get a carnage movie. And I stopped my cart and I turned around. And I was like, that will never happen. You will never get a carnage movie. There will never be a movie with carnage in it. It's not going to happen. And I'll tell you why. And I laid out all these reasons, uh, among them being, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, Sony and Marvel are now working together um, so we have our, our Spider-Man movies and, uh, we will, you know, bec- and, and they're, they're not necessarily family friendly, yeah. um, but they're, they're definitely geared toward people, uh, who include kids. Um, and Carnage is about murder. His name is fucking Carnage. Like, <laughs> like it's a murder character. That's like, that's its whole MO. And I gotta eat some crow, man, because not only we do do we have a second Venom movie coming, but it's called Let There Be Carnage. Was I still haven't seen the first one. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's very silly. It's very self-aware. Uh, it is directed by I want to say Ruben Fleischer. It's Ruben something. Uh, but it's the guy who did Zombieland. Oh, okay. Um, I like Zombieland. And okay. it's it's very <laughs> the marketing for that movie. I want to say in Japan. Um, was the marketing relied on the fact that they were pitching Venom as a great boyfriend. So, like, Venom can help you take selfies. (laughs) And you would, and I swear to God, this is, there was, like, like an advertising graphic they did of, like, fucking cheaty Venom and, like, little Asian lady, like, you know, standing together and Venom has, like, reached a tentacle out and is holding the phone and taking the fucking picture. Um... Oh yeah, there's there's like fucking subreddits devoted to Jesus to Eddie Christ. Brock and Venom now as like lovers and all kinds of crazy shit. The fucking look on Mike's face right now is <laughs> I mean that's 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 not new. Um but uh <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. But it's, <laughs> it's I mean, not hey, new. It's hey, been around for a while. Hey. It's consenting adults, I guess. I don't know how old um, the the symbiote is. Jesus um but uh but yeah no the first movie was very fun i'm gonna see the second one too like it's it, like i said it's self where, where can i find the first one Cause... i think you have to rent it i i don't think at the moment so you what can you're actually... saying is, is i'm going to have to i'm not suggesting go ggr pirate I say all aboard the pirate ship i am not suggesting any manner of uh, uh, of saltwater exploration. This is called pirate radio. I would never suggest such a thing, but I'm sure. However, that if you were to set sea, uh, set sail <laughs> on, on the on the on the seven seas, you would probably be able to find a copy of said film somewhere. I am a I am a man of many means. It's so. it is a movie that if it's a PG-13 movie, mm-hmm. if it was rated R, it would be incredibly bloody. Yeah. Because in this PG-13 movie, Venom's biting heads off people. That shit's happening. Um, huh. Right. And, uh, yeah, no, there's there's just... It, in, in order to make more money, understandably so, they went PG-13 as opposed to R. Uh, 
And yeah, it. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see if the new one's going to be an R-rated movie. It probably won't be. I but, will say uh, this: it'll though, be man. dramatically different if it is. At a bare minimum, the fact that they got Woody Harrelson as I mean, I, and Woody Harrelson's a good actor. He's a great actor, yeah. Yeah. And again, Zombieland. So like the the reason they're like he's he's there because they they work together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that movie's gonna be fucking insane. <laughs> um, yeah. So and yeah, this every time, property, every okay. property is is up for grabs. Anyway, I've gone on a long tangent. It happens. <laughs> it's it's we it's it's who you are. We we we're, we're fine with it at this point. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too yeah, much. If you weren't here to hear me talk, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Sorry, <laughs> probably find another podcast. Um, Avengers. This all is about Avengers. Avengers. I'm Avengers. Sorry. Not familiar. Never heard it. No. Um, the movie's goddamn good. And even if you don't want it to be good, because, like, let's just say retroactively, you're now just like, fuck Joss Whedon and everything that he stands for. For any number of reasons. Yeah, like, it, there's lots of different reasons why you could not like this movie. But, like, it's really goddamn good. Yeah. And it it's one of those things where, like, it, it came at the perfect time. I wouldn't say it's a perfect film, but it does a lot really, really well. It's incredibly successful in pretty much all the things it wants to do. Yeah. It's yeah. a really difficult thing to land as a like nexus point for um how many movies there was like three, four movies up to that point? Before that point there were five. Yeah. Five. Okay. There, yeah. There, there was one for the origin movies and then Iron Man two. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um so that's a lot to to have. I mean, like the MCU as a whole is a very was was always a very ambitious project, and um, Avengers was always going to be sort of like this is like the second stage of all right. So Iron Man came out; it was very successful, and now we've proven that these movies can do a thing in terms of like making money and being popular. Avengers was the first moment was like, okay, this is really where we're going to find out if they can stick the landing in terms of bringing all these characters together. And they fucking do. Yeah. And they do it really impressively too. Right? Like that's, that's the thing that blows my mind is, is, the, is the degree to which it wasn't just like, okay, it was okay. You know, I, I didn't mind it. It's, like genuinely engaging and fun and exciting. So let me ask everybody kind of round table here. I mean, did anybody have any issue with the movie at all? Because like, I think, cause I'm not going to like go into the minutia of this. Cause like, honestly, like we, I mean, we could nerd out about this shit all, all day, but like, I, I didn't see anything wrong with Avengers. And like, now that I've seen the entire breadth of the MCU, I can't say that there was anything wrong with it. Like it was, I wouldn't say perfect movie, but it was pretty goddamn close. And I feel yeah. like it nailed those characters exactly the way you want them. You had the interactions. The interactions were legitimate because there was a lot of ego involved with all of those people. And they're superheroes. Of course, they're going to be ego involved. So, like, I really thought that that sold well. And, like, I can't think of any point where I'm just like, well, I wish we would have gotten more of this or I wish they would have done this instead of this. It was just overall it was it was a quality product. MC, like same thoughts on this man or like any contrarian no. thoughts like I had 
10 years ago? <laughs> um, no, not at all. I mean, for this movie to, to be approaching the 10 year anniversary, which, you know, wow. It's kind of weird saying that. Um, <laughs> it, it still holds up. And even compared to, you know, the sequels and the other films that, uh, that came out before it and the films that have come out after it. Um, and, and, and in fact, you can even just expand that to just superhero films in general since that point. And it still like is the one holding the banner atop the hill as far as how you want to do a superhero team up movie. And I mean, they, they, like you said, they nail all the characters. You, you get a, a good mix of action scenes you get some 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 drama. You get comedy. You get kind of highs and lows, and it doesn't feel like there wasn't anyone uh, among the among the, our protagonists who felt like, oh, I wish we had gotten more with them. I, I I really feel like even Hulk's late inclusion into you know into you know actually joining up with the, with the rest of them. He still like he had a ton of epic moments at the end that more than made up for the fact that we didn't really see him through, you know, most of the movie to that point. Um, so, yeah, I don't have any complaints. Um, if, if, if anything, it's it's like amazing that the same person made this in Justice League <laughs> because of how very because of how very different. Uh, well, not made, but finished uh, the theatrical Justice League. And it's tried like, to, what? Tried to fix basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's, it's it's you know it it's proof that you can't just one size fits all the approach, but with these characters, um, and with the story they were trying to tell here, it absolutely worked. And if anything, it it made me excited because I, I remember I I was late to the Avengers party. Um, I didn't see it until I didn't start watching these movies until uh, sometime right before Age of Ultron they come out. Oh, okay. I think yeah, I was I was I was I was I was I was late to really seeing them. I had seen some of them, but I hadn't seen everything to that point. And like, it's still like all all that movie did was make me really excited to learn more about these characters and see you know hey what like what is happening next, you know what what's gonna happen next with Iron Man with with Black Widow with Thor, you know with Cap and and with you know with everybody. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, like I said, 10 years later, and it's still pretty much the gold standard, not to say that we haven't had any other good superhero films, because um, we have, but this, you know, they, they really did something special, you know, with, with this movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, I will, um, and I'm sure that there'll be some people out there who will try to pull my nerd card. That's fine. Go ahead. Do it. I don't give a shit. Um, this movie single-handedly is what like sold me on the MCU. It was because of watching this movie on Netflix. I still remember I was home from work one day. So it was probably like 2013, 2014. So yeah, it was like a right. couple years after I'm watching it on Netflix. I sat there and watched it on a day off from work. And I was like, this movie was fucking great. And I started going back and watching the other ones. Like I hadn't seen Captain America yet. And it happened to be on FX. And I sat down and watched it. I was like, this movie is fucking good. And like, I'd always liked the character just because I kind of liked what he stood for. And I knew that it, I, like I knew the basics of like, you know, he stands for like what's right, not just, you know, like I'm a government stooge kind of thing. And like the more I learned about this character, the more I liked him. And then I got more into these movies. So if it wasn't for 
Avengers and the way that the MCU handled things, I probably wouldn't be as big a fan as I am now. I wouldn't have a fucking WandaVision and Falcon <laughs> Cap action figure on my nerd shelf back here. Like, I was always an X-Man guy. Always, always X-Men. X-Men was always my jam. This shifted that a little bit because the X-Men movies had been good, but yeah. they're not great, you know? Like, they were missing something. And, like, this, this really sold me. And... Um, I had always I liked Iron Man. I did see that one in the theaters. Um, uh, Thor, I was just kind of like, oh, he's a doofus. Like that was just kind of my thing. I always just thought he was just like a big doofus, and he kind of was that in this movie. But he was cool. He had some really cool powers. Um, I knew Loki was the god of, god of mischief just because like I had studied various pantheons of of gods and mythology and things like that. And like the Hulk, uh, the Hulk's the fucking Hulk. Everybody knows who the Hulk is. Hulk's like. You know, and this doesn't necessarily mend as, as as insulting as it sounds. It's yeah. a one note character. Like yeah. you, know, you know, the the summation of the Hulk is very simple. Yeah, and that was fine. You know, there was nothing wrong with that. And and then they they hit all of their marks. You know, exactly the way they were supposed to. I knew Hawkeye was the guy with the bone arrow. You know, hey, fucking cool. Um, and like Black Widow, I didn't really know much about Black Widow. So like she was kind of a I wouldn't say a one note character, but like I was like, okay, she can do some cool shit. She's a spy and she did clear this up for me. Is she a super soldier? No. Uh Wanda's just got absurd uh, Wanda. Uh, uh, Natasha. Natasha. Jesus. Um <laughs> Thank you. Uh no, yeah, Natasha just incredibly well trained. So yeah, because somebody had said, like, oh, she has the super soldier serum. And no. I was like, I don't there's think I you're well okay, correct. so there's I can, it, 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 it's up there with the whole, like, um, why does Nick Fury look the way he does, despite the fact that he's, like, in his 90s um, or 80s? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. multiple renditions of the characters. There's, there's, a, there's an old Jim Lee X-Men comic, and the cover is, you know, it's Wolverine, Captain America, and Black Widow. And it listens to, you know, it's like the three of them back, to, uh, you know, together again for the first time. And it's this flashback story to World War II where both Cap and Black Widow are there. So there's this whole thing about how, like, well, Natasha Romanoff has had, like, the Infinity Serum or some, some one, name your fucking MacGuffin okay. to explain away, like, why she isn't any older, even though she, always she hasn't, like, physically aged, despite the fact that she is older. Um in the same reason that like the Simpsons has been on for 30 years and Bart and Lisa haven't really advanced in age um, because the capitalism, because money, give me money. Yeah. Uh, and, like it's, it's more effective to just be like, yeah, okay. They've just been around. And when we start trying to apply real world mechanics and time to things, it just yeah. gets more and more complicated. Uh, anyway, the short version is no. Uh, unless they're going to reveal some big crazy shit in this Black Widow movie, uh, Natasha is just got crazy fucked up like uh, a Russian war soldier uh, <laughs> training uh, to do insane things. Fair enough. It's the one like the way that that um, Black Widow fights. Uh, she does a lot of grappling and a lot of flipping around and shit. Is she's not? I mean, she's strong. Yeah. But she's strong for a woman that's like five foot four and like 130 pounds, um, and not like a professional weightlifter. Um, so she has to use like all of her weight to incapacitate people. So she'll like jump on you and like backflip and and like move around and shit. Um, 
it's not necessarily going to be enough to just punch somebody. Uh, it's also why she has like more of the sort of mechanical enhancements on her suit and stuff. Ah, okay. All right. That makes a lot more sense then. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I know all about these characters. I, I really liked what they did with Loki. Um, I thought he was a good villain. I thought he was a really interesting villain. Um, but we'll actually talk about that a little bit more too, because um, MC pointed something out when we were having our little conversations that we, we do have like throughout the week. Um, about Thor to the dark world. So I want to go into that in just a second, but like anybody, any, any more like passing comments about, um, about Avengers or are we, are we good on this one? MC, is there anything else you want to say? Uh, the only other thing I'll, I'll, uh, I do want to point out too is, uh, it, it was kind of like seeing it, it, it was kind of refreshing to see, kind of where Tony and Cap started um, because of where we know they eventually end up at the end of Endgame. And, they, like, their uh, their argument uh, that they have, uh, you know, with the, you know, uh, you know, everything special about you came out of a bottle, so on and yeah. so forth. Like, that part, I don't, like, the, the tension of that scene was just so dope, especially just knowing, you know, the arcs, the, the individual arcs that they're both going to, you know, go on and like I say, where they eventually end up. It was, it was just really well done. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And like, I love little things that they did with this too. The way that they played up on cap being a man at a time. And like, at one point, the only reference that he really gets that is made it's is the wizard of Oz one. <laughs> He's like, I, I got that one. Yeah. I understood that one. I like, yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there's two things. Um, and these are these are critiques, but they're they're like in the the broadest sense, uh, because Avengers, like I said before, Avengers is a heavy lift. It was always going to be really difficult, um, and that means that certain things have to get kind of um, simplified, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think the characterizations in Avengers are not off, but they are. Uh, a little less complex. So you get things like the way Cap talks. And this 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 com comes back in um, uh, uh, in Age of Ultron as well, where like you know you know language, that whole that whole sequence, yeah. which is fun um, and is is you know a great way to to remind everybody like, hey, by the way, Steve Rogers is actually like ninety four. Um, <laughs> But it doesn't quite mesh in the same, like, kind of effortless way that Cap's characterization does throughout the other movies. Um, now, it's also important to note that this is the second appearance of Captain America. Yeah. Um, but you get things like um, when Thor and and Cap and Black Widow are all on the, the Quinjet and Thor just jumps out. Uh, I can't remember what the prompt is, but Black Widow says, you know, he's the he's the god of thunder, and Cap's response is, "There's only one god, ma'am," and he doesn't. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Which is like that's a funny line, but it's also we have just cemented Steve Rogers as being Christian, um, and you know, and you know, to some degree, arguably conservative. Um, so Whedon has has he he's gone through and he and he's kind of. Um, distilled the characters to their most basic versions uh, in order to tell the story he wants to tell. Uh, like Thor in Avengers 
is a, it, it's almost like Avengers takes place midway between the Thor movie. Like I know it doesn't actually, yeah. um, but like he's a little cockier. He's a little more aggressive uh, than what we've seen in the previous Thor movie. Um, and you know, there are various arguments you can make about that. But uh, I, I think it's, it's a pretty effective narrative device. I understand why it was done. But it is one of those things that kind of stands out in, in terms of like now that I'm able to look at where everyone ends up and um, where this movie falls in sequence, I can see little bits and pieces of like, OK, this is what you had to do in order to make this work. Like Steve referring to the cop as son, like that's a very comic booky Captain America. Oh, by the way, this guy is from the 40s kind of thing to have him say um it does it's not out of place it's not wrong but it definitely is uh, you know, like reminder this dude is out of time it doesn't have a lot of of the same depth that we see with him later exactly which yeah i mean i can see that critique but at the same time too like it you got to kind of do that because you have absolutely you can't be doing these big character depth things for every single character in this movie no not in the slightest and, yeah. and don't get me wrong this is not this is not a put down this is just an acknowledgement of like i like i said i get why these things were done um but it does stand out to me in terms of you know not quite fitting in with the characterization we we get as the as movies progress um which it's it's not fit to be clear i'm not saying because we know where steve is going to end up that this doesn't fit it's more even in his first movie that's not really his characterization um it it feels it feels more like Whedon trying to write Captain America as an old man in a young man's body than it does him writing Steve Rogers, who happens to be a guy from the '40s who's in the modern day. But that fits with Whedon, from what we know. Absolutely, and and, and again, like he's he's distilling these characters now in I order watch, to more. I kind of want to watch it again now with that lens because now, like, think about the big thing that was the the big thing with Justice League was the whole, like, no, Flash has to fall on Wonder Woman, and it's funny. And you're like... I mean, like, the guy, the you know, good or bad, the guy made a pretty successful career out of writing characters in very particular ways. Yeah. Um, and again, distillation is a part of that. Uh, th this is, this person, like, this scene is designed for comic relief. We have gotten to this particular beat in this particular script, and according to... Uh, uh, what is it? Story by Robert McKee. Now is the time where we have an action sequence. Now is the time where we have and like, say what you want. Like the movies fucking make money. Yeah. Um. And and you know, I'm I'm by no means defending that man, but uh, it's hard to deny the results. Um. There's a reason he kept getting work. You know. Exactly. I mean, like, let, let's yeah. not like let's not call this anything other than what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. It, it's an interesting thing to to look at in terms of like from like a meta perspective of like what needs to be done in order to make this movie really effective and really successful. And part of that is kind of pulling back on the more layered interpretations. And it's not that different from like a proper comic crossover yeah. where you have to be like, I, we can't give you the full uh, exploration of this character. The whole point of this is like, you have a familiarity with these people going into this 
so we don't have to do that heavy lifting and we can focus on the big crazy fun thing in front of us yeah so yeah no i i, yeah. I think that's a the an interesting perspective to have on it yeah agreed yeah yeah i i still um one of the things that to that point but also something that they nailed about um captain america one of the things that was nailed about his character is at one point like he's you can tell that he's he's beat up and that he is like taken some serious damage but at one point it's that scene where he saves that um it's like a train station basically he saves all those people yeah from the grenade yeah yeah when he when he throws when the like, grenade hits him and he throws a chill up in front of him and yeah. yeah and then basically gets blown back onto that car and he's like laying there and you can be like yeah he's this might be he might be out of commission but no he gets back up yep and that's like if you needed like an image of what Captain America is, he's just going to keep going. Like he said, yeah. yeah, I could do this all day. Which is, and, it, and it's funny when, when Whedon was hired to do Avengers, um, it was before they had finished the script or, or I think they had like a finished draft um, uh, or, or maybe even like a shooting script for the first Avenger. And Whedon went back and wrote in some more like little comic booky moments. Okay. Like when you're at the world fair, or when they when they go on the date to the World's Fair, there's a, you know there's that big sweeping shot, and one of the things you see is there's this guy in this red costume inside this glass cylinder. It's the Android Human Torch. It's the, exactly exactly it's yeah. the Android Human Torch, and that wouldn't be there if not for Joss Whedon. Huh. Um, so like he he was like all right there's there's little there's more ways to kind of flesh out the universe. Um, hmm. Anyway, I'm I'm done singing the praises of this fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yep. it, you know, it is really successful and it is interesting, uh, at least from my perspective, just to, yep. to break down why certain things happen. Okay. So I can't remember which one comes next. Is it Thor to the dark world or is it Iron it's Man? 3? Iron Man three. Okay. Is it? No shit. Okay. So let's, let's touch on Iron Man three. Um, I think that this movie catches a lot of shit. Yes, it does. And I'm, I'm not saying that I don't see why. I disagree. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. It oh, was better yeah. than Avengers. No, but um, I fucking love Predator. And <laughs> you know what Predator and Iron Man 3 share? Shane Black. Shane motherfucking Black. Yeah. That dude can do an action flick. Is it going to be sensitive? Is it going to be uh, topical as far as like the things that we're supposed to be doing in our society? Probably not. Is it going to do things that might be misconstrued as insensitive? Yeah, it's possible. But that dude can do an action flick, and he knows how to shoot it. He knows how to, like, make it come out the way he wants to, for better or for worse. Um, I'll start there, and we'll, we'll, we'll go round table here. We'll let MC start. Uh, what, like, how, do you, how did you feel about watching uh, Iron Man 3 for um, – this recent viewing. I don't know if it's your second or third or 55th time watching this movie. <laughs> uh, this is uh, probably like my fourth time, fourth or fifth time uh, saying it. Second time in the last year because I did a little bit of a rewatch uh, last year because I really, I legitimately couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, pandemic uh, the rewatch, earlier man. films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought this movie was really fun. Um, I did it like I, I liked it. Um, I could definitely see why a lot of people had issues with it. I, could, I think, tonally speaking, it feels very different than the the first movie. 
And the first movie was excellent. I think we all we all agree that the first movie was excellent. Yeah. And kind of where where this movie is, and because of uh, because of uh, changes uh, that were that were done to the script and and reshoots and just a, a bunch of a bunch of things, I can see why people have have an issue an issue with it. There were there were certain there were certain points where uh i'm just like why is it like why are they joking here like what was that why did they is that what the focus really should be on like okay but i think i i had a lot of fun watching the movie overall though and it really was interesting to see kind of tony be a man or like be a hero without really the use of his suit for most of the film yeah. Um, when he when he when when he was uh, because I, because uh, you know like a thing and Tony doesn't really get it doesn't really get flagged for this but someone like Batman generally does about how like if you take away their gadgets and whatnot like like how good are they like how much of a hero are they really and I and I think one of the things I, I enjoyed watching was you know Tony is very is very smart and savvy and while he may not have the technical training of a Batman. Or a Cap, or, or or any of the other Avengers, he is resourceful and he can figure out a way to you know get to get done what he needs to get done. And so seeing Tony be resourceful in a way um, that wasn't you know just reliant, just super reliant on on Jarvis and all his other tech. I mean he he used it obviously, but um, it it was just really awesome to see. And so uh, overall, I I really liked it. Um, honestly, I really, I, I really, I, I really wanted to get more time with Tony and um, Rhodey together because I loved their banter in this film in particular. It was like it was fine in Iron Man too, but the, the, for some reason in this, especially during the uh, the final act of the film, it was just it was funny to me, and I like I really kind of wish it uh, had gotten more time just seeing them interact and seeing their banter because. Uh, you know they they are there. Uh, Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. did a really dope job with them. Yeah. So overall, I, I, I liked it. Uh, it's not a perfect movie, um, and and I can understand why people don't like it. But over, but I, I enjoyed it. Like if this, like if, if I'm scrolling TV one day and I, it just happens to be like on TBS, and I'm not doing anything else, I might I might turn it on. Rambo, what say you about Iron Man three? Oh, it's one of my favorite MCU movies. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, like, everything you said earlier about Shane Black is 100% true. Like, if you are watching a Shane Black movie, you need to be prepared for the fact that he is a, like, late middle-aged white dude who got really popular making movies in the 80s. Um, he is incredibly effective and incredibly efficient. Uh, like, if you haven't seen The Nice Guys, highly recommend watch The Nice Guys. But there are definitely ways that he approaches things, dialogue in particular, that has a very... What's the, what's, what's the, the most diplomatic way to say this? A very old-fashioned sensibility. Um, he, he's, not a, he's not a particularly PC dude. Um, I... And, like... As I'm saying this, it's it, it very, even to me, it feels like I'm trying to make excuses for him. And I'm not like if you watch something, if you, you know, if you watch Iron Man, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what it is. Tony has a line. He says something to Harley 
that I remember every time I've seen it, I'm like, oh, whoa, that stands out. And I can't remember what it is exactly. Like, I can't remember if he calls him a pussy or if he, like, drops the R word or something. But, like, he there's a there's a particular word he calls him or a particular line he has, like, like to him that is pretty abrasive um, and is, is unexpected to hear in the MCU in particular. Um, but, uh, like, that's kind of part and parcel. Like... Shane Black's first major film role was in Predator, and yeah. he was hired specifically so that when they were doing live shoots, and because they were in the fucking jungle, like that's they they weren't on soundstage, they were in the goddamn jungle shooting that movie. Um, they needed a screenwriter. They needed somebody they could just have on set if they needed to change things up, uh, and so that's that's why he plays Hawk um, in this little like, little bit part. But uh, yeah, he's 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 a he's a guy who's you know pretty abrasive in places, uh, a little rough around the edges, but understands story really well, um, and knows how to make a fucking action movie. Uh, and to some degree, it, like Iron Man three is is one of the first. I don't know. That's not even really true. I was gonna say it's one of the first like real proper action movies. It has it it. it it has a very old school, like late '80s action feel to it. It is really the best way for me to put that. Um, and yeah, like what MC said, I, I love the way he, um, the way he has Tony have to, you know, kind of go back to the beginning, start from scraps, and build something up to 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 be effective. Um, and you get this like almost like Metroid kind of you've lost all your powers. Because uh, the movie starts and he has like not just armor, he has like the most advanced set of armor we've ever seen, and it's lost, it's fucking destroyed, um, and now you have nothing. You have to build yourself back up. Uh, and then you know, there's there's the biggest elephant in the room, the Mandarin. Like, you know, I just. I don't give a shit about the Mandarin. Like, I don't care that like, yeah, I watched the Fox cartoon too. I, you know, I, and and like, I fucking dare anyone who had a bunch of shit to talk about the Mandarin and the way they interpreted that. And there's one person I can think of that could actually do this. Um, But yeah, tell me what you know. What do you know beyond he is an Asian man. He has 10 rings that do different things that he got from like an alien ship. And he's an Iron Man villain. What else do you know? What, give me five facts about the manor. What's his real name? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, he was a Yellow Peril character. The whole point yeah. of that was he was supposed to be like, oh, Asians are scary. Um and their, their cultures are so strange and foreign, uh, which is why I was really excited in the first Iron Man when they introduced the, like, the fucking terrorist organization, and it's called the Ten Rings. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. That's such a cool idea. It's like we're going we're gonna to completely bypass having to deal with that character and just adapt it to a modern setting. Cool. Um, and then when they brought in Ben Kingsley to play the Mandarin, I was like, that is a really bold move. And the one place where I could really see 
uh, uh, people getting particularly upset. And it's one of the way things that I've heard most most consistently as a complaint is what they do to the Mandarin in Iron Man. And like, I don't care. There's a there's a there's a big uh, and, and pretty consistent backlash from fans when even and, and it's it's particularly bad with like c-list characters and like vague you know rarely used characters when hawkeye died in avengers disassembled which was this comic that came out in like 2004 yeah people went nuts like oh my god i can't believe you killed hawkeye really like Nobody gave a shit the about the fucking D-list Avenger guy, the the bow and arrow dude off to the side. Like, are you really gonna try and tell me that he's your favorite character? Come the fuck on. Um, but they killed him off, and people flipped the fuck out. So there's this there's this this pattern of uh, of geeks getting really up in arms when you know any major change happens to a character of any kind. Uh, that they're even vaguely familiar with. Um, and so, yeah, the whole thing with the, you know, the Mandarin isn't the Mandarin. Uh, but then you talk to Shane Black, and like, no, 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 the Mandarin's in the movie. It's Guy Pierce. Like, the reason he has those tattoos, like, no, no, that's my version of the Mandarin. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> um, and he died in an explosion. <laughs> um, which is also very curious to see if at all um, they're going to try to tie that into uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, I'm seriously curious about that. Like, I'm, how are they going to tie that in? Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, honestly, they might just be like, we're not even going to acknowledge it. We're going to keep on trucking, um, which might be the wisest move. You're going to get, because no matter what, you're going to get backlash from people. Yeah. There's going to be fucking complaints about it. Uh, anyway, um, no, I, I mean, I'm somebody who really likes Shane Black movies. I was, you know, pretty much raised on those. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a lot of fun. Um, and another, I think it's the first time him and Downey worked together. But uh, yeah, that's actually his first movie that he directed too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he he had mostly just been doing writing before. Yeah. Um, he's gonna direct the um, the Predator. Oh, he already did. Oh wait, that's right. In 2018, yeah. It ain't okay. great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unfortunate. I, um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to weigh in on the Mandarin thing real quick. Do it. It's like honestly, like. I had no tie to the character. The only reason I knew him was because I had played uh, Mar- uh, the Marvel game for Xbox 360. What was it called? Um, the Ultimate Alliance? Yes. I knew of the Mandarin from that, and that was it. And I was like, yeah, cool, great, whatever. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It was like, oh, you hired an actor because that makes him the focal point, and then you're the actual person behind it running running everything. You're, you're yeah. the puppeteer. I thought it was genius. I don't understand why everybody was up in arms about it. Like, it seemed like it... It was they were making a bigger deal out of it than it needed to be because it 100%. didn't make sense that anybody also, would have been upset. I understand the whole like, oh, you're whitewashing this character. Yeah, but you're whitewashing a character that was created in a racist move because yeah. that's what you did. You made Asians bad guys like that's. And if you're going to explore that character, maybe you, I don't know, get an Asian screenwriter, an Asian director, an Asian actor like they're going to do with Jing Chi. Um, hey, look at that. They're learning. Who to thunk it? Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was fine. I no, mean, like I, I enjoyed it. It was the whole movie, and I was looking for the line uh, that he said to Harley. I couldn't find I it. I can't remember what it is. I can't remember what yeah. he calls him, but he calls him something that like really stands out. I'll rewatch it at some point. But like again, because I watched it and I didn't catch it this time. But like 
The only thing I didn't really like about the movie is like it was just a lot of it, it was a lot. There was a lot. It was just it like a lot. And you know what solved every problem? It was like, hey, you're still Iron Man even without the suit. But you know what's going to fix everything? Fucking suit to armor for everyone. It was like <laughs> he's already proved that he can do it without the suits. Uh, he, so fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the scene, uh, not to go back, uh, the scene where he, he says, uh, don't be a pussy about it. Yes, that's what he says. Yeah. That is what he says. Ah, it, was, it, was just, it was the scene when uh, Harley was telling him about how his dad left. I think it was like the yes. first, like one of the first time, the first time they met. Yep. It's it's super early on. And it, yeah, it's, their, it's one of their first interactions. And I remember the first time I heard, I was like, whoa, they just had... They just had Tony start. They just had their flagship character call a little boy a pussy for his father abandoning him. <laughs> like, that is a bold move. <laughs> okay. Decision, decisions were made. Decisions uh, were made. Yeah. That's. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's whatever. Either way, I think we're consensus. Everybody enjoyed this movie. Like I. Yeah. Yeah, the whole Mandarin thing. Again, they're going to fix it, maybe, sort of, kind of. I mean, who knows what the fuck we're, we're going to see with Shang-Chi. Either way, I'm excited about Shang-Chi. Let's go on to Thor, Thor the Dark World, and then we'll wrap this up. <sighs> oh, actually, one question for you guys yeah. before before we move on. Based on what we had, based on, you know, the this first trilogy, would you have liked to have seen an Iron Man 4? Like, if they have found somewhere to put it in like phase three or something, I, do, you th do you think there was, there was another story that they could have told or one that you would have liked to have seen adapted um, somewhere after the events of Iron Man three? I think that we got to see it in civil war and in Avengers 2, and in Avengers 3, and in Avengers 4, because he was such a focal point. It's not like we didn't get enough Tony Stark. It's not like we were like, man, I really wish we, we would have seen more shit about Iron Man. I feel like we got to see a full character arc with him. So I was pretty happy with it. The next thing with Iron Man I'd like to see is what's next, as far as like, who are we gonna see next? Are we going to see somebody carrying the mantle? Are we gonna see somebody basically like, taking over as Iron Man? Like, who's the next Iron Man? That's what I wanna see. And I know that there are some answers to that. I mean, I'm sure I could do some yeah. research real quick because I know we have Ironheart. Isn't that coming up? Yeah, that's Ironheart's yeah. coming up. Um, and she is uh, the Armor War series. We're going mm -hmm. yeah. to get the Rhodey series. And yeah. I, I want to say that Ironheart is confirmed to appear in that also. That's, I think that's her first appearance before the yeah. before she gets before the series. Yeah. Did you want to see more another another Iron Man story? Is is, is that kind of where you were leaning to this, or just curious? Kind no, of where we it's more on curious this? just because many of the MCU discussions I remember over the years uh, have been like, you know, people have been like, oh, we want Iron Man four, we want another Iron Man movie, you know, all of these sites like uh, we got this covered and some other places Ugh. have have <laughs> have, oh, have done, God. you know, have basically done. Uh, quote unquote reporting that you know Iron Man 4 is in development and Tony's gonna be back and blah 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 blah. Breaking so, news, Mega Boners is reporting <laughs> that Iron Man 4 is filming. <laughs> Fuck man. Oh yeah. So like I mean like I, I was more just curious because like I agree with the take that I, I feel like we got I, I think Tony's arc and how like it, it through the other Avengers films and his appearance and uh, his guest appearances in like Civil War and Homecoming, I think all of that 
fit. And I like I you know I like I like Tony as a character. I know a lot of people don't because you know they because they you know assume a lot that he's just all ego and he's just an asshole and so on and so forth. But I no I I just agree. I was just I was just curious because uh, like I said, it's a thing that I've seen come up far too often. You know, and especially when it comes to some of some of the other films like uh, Captain Marvel or. Um, I can't think of the other or it, one. I think Guardians Two, where people were just like, "Why was this made when we could have got Iron Man 4? Man, you can get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, uh, <laughs> that, Jesus. like the, I can't think of a better. I I would say that Ragnarok is probably the movie that has a better or more comparable moment in terms of closing of a story than Tony tossing the the uh, the arc reactor from his chest off the cliff like that is a period on that sentence yeah um, this is a whole story because I started with this thing that I needed to live and realized that the life that I'm trying to continue living was not the right life yeah right and, and, he's, and yeah, and he's 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 not only doing that; he is standing in the like on the 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 rocky rubble that used to be his home. So it's a complete and direct, uh, not even metaphor. It's really fucking obvious. Like, yeah. no, that life is dead, and that includes this part of me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's time for me to move on. Uh. It doesn't mean, and, and and it's like, yeah, I don't need, I don't need to be Iron Man anymore. Like initially, it was about, uh, I have to do this because if I don't, I'll die. And now it's become any time I put the suit on, it is a choice. I am not doing it out of obligation. I haven't right? done, I haven't done a double third Lunsford in a while. <laughs> you do it every episode. I've, yeah, I've got one. I've got one. It's it's bubbling. Here it is. Do you want to know why people like We Got Discovered and Mega Boners were so obsessed with having another Tony Stark Iron Man movie? It's another white dude. It's another white dude, <laughs> a rich white dude. It's that whole displaced millionaire mindset. Sure. If they yeah. keep seeing a millionaire white guy who is their idol that they can keep looking up to, who they can keep shaving their beard in the shape of so that they can look <laughs> like Tony Stark, which is the direct fucking nod in this movie, too, because there's a guy who's like, hey, I did my beard just like yeah. you. Yeah, that was Shane Black saying fuck you to all the fanboys, which was uh, fucking genius, by the way. But, like... That's why they didn't make another one was because they realized that dipshits like these guys who were like, oh, let me beat off as hard as I possibly can because I need more <laughs> Iron Man. Like, because that shit is old, man. Like, the, how pathetic is it that those are the only people that you can, like, idolize and look up to is rich white dudes. I want to be a rich white dude one day. That would be great. And, like, the only reason that I'm not is because, you know, it's just, just some bad luck and, like, you know because I have no actual marketable skills or talent. And, like, <laughs> nobody wants to see my fucking YouTube channel. Like, honestly, if I ever get... I don't even know his real... Oh, wait, I do know his name, but I'm not going to say it. I'm no longer saying his real name on here because he's not a doctor, first off. So I will refer to him... <laughs> I will refer to him as Mega Boners. If I ever see Mega Boners in real life, I will tell him how much I think he's a piece of shit. Same thing with anybody from We Got This Covered. I will also tell them to go fuck themselves. That's my double bird Lunsford rant for this week. Thank you very much. May God bless the United States of America. I, <laughs> I think it's all like it's it's um, it's so frustrating for those kind of guys to see similar characterizations or character traits 
in characters that are not straight white dudes. Like I got into a very lengthy conversation because I had the time and the inclination, and I was in a good enough mood. <laughs> you checked your watch beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it no, was. I, I was. I was at. Um, I, shout out to Phantom Comics uh, in Dupont Circle. Um, I was at Phantom. We were doing this like holiday marketplace thing, and I I had a a, um, a dollar amount in mind that I wanted to make for the day, and I doubled that shit. So I was, you know what? It is just all gravy right now. Uh, and this dude came up and started, apropos of fucking nothing, starts in uh, talking to me about, like, was, 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 like, making small talk about various things and gets to complaining about Captain Marvel and how, uh, you know, was that movie even necessary and all this stuff. And just, like... It felt like I was talking to not even a cyborg, because that implies that there was some sort of, like, sentience or, like, anima behind what he was doing. It was just like someone had a tape recorder inside of a humanoid shell that was repeating Reddit talking points to me about, you know, anti-SJW bullshit. <laughs> and he's just, like, talking about how, like, you know... She's so cocky and blah blah blah, and uh, and so much was just like, oh, you mean like Iron Man? So, oh, you don't, you're fine, you're fine with a character that's kind of a dick, as long as he has a dick. Yeah. Uh, okay. It and makes it was, him uncomfortable to see a woman that's strong oh, and powerful. Why and, is she so mean? I bet she'd be mean to me. Yeah, she would. She would. She would keep the fuck away from her and everyone like her, because they'll all be mean to you. And it was. It like, was just fucking exhausting, Like, like somehow man. Tony Stark was going to see him, and, and they were going to become best friends. Well, and they started making out. <laughs> that's that's really what it is. It's 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 all it's all repression. Yeah, um, obviously. But yeah. no, it, it's it was just yeah. It was. Would I like to see more of that character? Sure. There's like forty or fifty years worth of fucking stories you could tell. But do I need to? No. Also, fucking Downey's very expensive. <laughs> like you know let's not let's not ignore the the actual like dollars and cents reasons in yeah. terms of why they didn't make more iron man movies they couldn't fucking afford them at that point they were just they weren't willing to spend that money yeah um i either way like i i didn't need more we got more yeah and it was it was perfect i, I think it was it was fantastic uh what we'll do here is we're gonna go ahead and wrap up um with thor the dark world um so I didn't hate this movie. It, it everybody says that this is the weakest of the MCU, and that that is the consensus across the board, across the internet, when it comes to all things MCU, right? I don't really, I don't really rank them like that. I didn't see it as that. Like I thought it was the weakest of the Thor movies, but at the same time too, without this one, we're not getting Ragnarok. So like there was a polar shift because of this movie. I thought it was interesting. I, I kept with it. I watched it all the way through. That's the thing with me is if a movie loses me and I'm just like, I no longer care, like then then it's, that's enough for me. That's enough for me to be like, yeah, this is not a great movie. I didn't have an issue with Thor The Dark World, but I also can't really tell you exactly what happened. Yeah, it's not great. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's like, there was something, uh, there's an infinity stone, um, but it's like blood um, or something. And it makes uh, it makes Padme sick. 
Um, <laughs> but I don't really know why. Um, this is this is the MCU recap I want. Is is the vague Lunsford recap? Uh, fucking, I don't know. I watched this when I was like two days hungover. Um, <laughs> Uh, the girl from the professional has <laughs> has some kind of blood disease. I don't know, whatever. Right? Maybe it's leukemia. I don't fucking know. But uh, Thor's there and Loki's there. We like those guys, right? And like, um, yeah. No, what what was interesting was the the dark elves assault on Asgard. I thought that was dope. I was like, oh, they're pissed because again, we're seeing that Odin did a bunch of dirty shit. Who's <laughs> an asshole? Yeah, <laughs> and he and like. The whole, if you were going to like give a subtitle to what of, of the three Thor movies, it's basically Thor sins of the father because Odin just fucked everything up like repeatedly. Oh, I have a daughter. We didn't know you had a daughter. Yeah. And she was powerful as fuck. Oh, I didn't tell you guys about her though. I locked her in the basement <laughs> after we made all these magical frescoes of her. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming back. Why? I don't know. Plot or some shit. And I'm dying. And yeah. Oh, by the way, um, because I'm dying, um, your magical shit on your um, hammer is not going to work anymore. So sorry, dude. All those runes that I put on there. Yeah, they uh, die with me. I w- that sucks. I would tell I would list out all of the problems you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. When I'm gone. But I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I it's it's the it's the you know you killed my father. You're going to have to be more specific than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kill a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Thor: The Dark World just left a lot to be desired. But you know what's interesting about this movie is with Thor: The Dark World, they have managed to take parts of it that were very, very impactful. Like you lose, um, Freya, Freya and Freya. Yeah. Freya. Yeah. You lose Freya. And like that ends up, we're watching the Loki series. Yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, and we're seeing that that had a big impact on her, on, on him. But also too, we see that the loss of Freya also had a big impact on Thor in Endgame. Yeah. Like, so this movie, while not great, and, and kind of forgettable for the most part, like had a lot of shit packed into it. It's very similar to Ultron, very similar to Age of Ultron. I can see that. It, it caught shit. I think that there is a similar through line with yeah. all all three of these movies. And by that, I mean Age yeah. of Ultron, Dark World and Iron Man 3. Yeah. In that they're all fairly dark entries in the MCU. Um, and arguably one of the most uh, well, okay, great example. Which movie do people like more, Infinity War or Endgame? Yeah, I, I mean, because consistently happy. I've seen, yeah, it, it's all positive payoff, and Infinity War ends on such a down note, um, which is still, fuck, man, one of it's... the most. Go ahead, man. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Finish your thought. One of the most incredible cinematic experiences is me and two other theater employees watching a private screening of that, and it gets to the end, and we're at a, and and then all three of us like they're not gonna fucking do this, and then it just ends. <laughs> and they totally fucking did it. And yeah. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. There's no music over the credits. Yeah. It's silent. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? I can't believe this shit. They just like, they completely, it, it, you've been in a relationship with someone for 10 years. They break up with you and they're like, 
I'll see you later. And just leave you there in the parking lot with no car by yourself and as they drive away. Not just that. They're like playing Walking on Sunshine as they're driving away. Because that's the thing. It not only is, is are the credits silent, but the score right before the end is in a major key. Because Infinity War, the movie, if you watch that from the, from the perspective of Thanos is the protagonist, he not only does he win... He overcomes all obstacles. Yeah. Like he comes out on top. So it ends on this major key on the, in the scene of like, no, no, no. For the protagonist has been triumphant. Hooray! I'll have to listen to it again. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Say, it's, <laughs> it's interesting that uh, that you say that because most of the m- most of the stuff I've seen online think have said that Infinity War is the better movie between that between that and Endgame. That that end game, uh, what's the word they what's the word they use? They they called it basically like three hours of fan service, yeah, and that it's actually great. not it's actually yeah. not it's actually not a good it's actually not a good movie. Whereas mm-hmm. Infinity War, Infinity War, you know, hits all the marks and it's like a cinematic masterpiece and so on. I really liked Infinity War. I mean, if I had to tell you which I mean, one I liked more, I don't I can't choose one because I feel like they're connected. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. To to quote my friend Allison. Uh, at VA Gentle Nerd on Twitter. She is lovely and brilliant and would love to shit on all of your critiques, um, <laughs> uh, fellow nerds. Uh, I am fine with fan service when I am the fan being serviced. Basically, yeah. Uh, like, you know, to, if, if, you, if we're going to complain about fan service, like, oh, so you didn't watch the other MCU movies or you didn't like them. Well, no, I did. So what's the problem? This is emotional payoff for a decade's worth of movies. Yeah. Bad? I don't that's understand. Why I didn't, that's why I didn't understand that critique of him. Like, what were you expecting to... Like, what, what would you rather Marvel have done that they did not do with this three-hour movie? Well, it's... It's bitching about the fucking... The cake and ice cream you get at your birthday party, even though it's your favorite favorite flavor. Like, I... This, <laughs> you don't have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, you know, nothing is, is, is exempt from critique. But like you said, what do you expect? What were you hoping? What what did you want that you didn't get? That's that's what I want to fucking know. Anyway, yeah. Um, um, Dark World, <laughs> I think, no, I think, I think um, Mike, you're absolutely right in terms of um, the character moments... It's all like how I feel about the first movie. Um, the yeah. individual moments, like the, the 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 parts, are greater than the sum. Um, it is it is more valuable in uh, in individual pieces than it is altogether. Um, and and like we talked about earlier, they just fucking they wasted Chris Reckleston. He's yeah. a phenomenal actor, and to have him playing Malekith, who is such a great character, uh, and like really like scenery chewing kind of character uh like if if loki were truly evil that is what you could have gotten from him um to have him just be like kind of dour and speaking you know uh in a very uh modified voice uh like okay cool all right that's fine um I thought some of the makeup was kind of cool, but it was also very 
tonal. It was very like a lot of black and white, um, or or kind of like just kind of like boring uh, uh, colors games. Um, but you get stuff like Thor and Loki arguing on the ship about how to fly it. Um, these really great like brother moment, like like sibling moments where like anyone who has uh, you know any siblings of, of even a comparable age to you you yeah. have had that fucking fight yeah you, <laughs> you had that exact interaction um with your sibling um and uh yeah i i will i will restate uh, uh for the record the mcu has yet to put out a a bad movie yeah they have done movies that are not as good as others yeah, uh, they've done movies that are particularly good compared to others, um, but this and Iron Man two, I think, are probably the two worst of the MCU, and that is not so much damning of them as it is uh, praising the MCU overall. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, this is this is the worst you can do. You put these in the DCEU, and they're like easily top five. Fuck yeah, like yeah, <laughs> they're very. That's very, not even fair. <laughs> like, this is like up there with like fucking Shazam and Aquaman yeah. and one the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think you know part of the part of the criticism both these uh, both these movies get is they're pretty dark, they're pretty heavy in places. Um, and there was you know there was a fair amount of controversy outside the film in terms of like who was gonna make it and um. Oh yeah, um, yeah. What about, um, I don't know anything about it. But. So the reason Natalie Portman was like, "I'm never doing another MCU movie," is because she was pulling really hard for a female director, and I'm blanking on her name. Mary something. I think she did the. She. I think she did American Psycho. Um, she was attached, and I think she was working on it. Oh wait, no. I think Patty Jenkins. It was Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, Patty Jenkins was gonna make it. Um, and then, you know, yeah, creative differences. Mary with Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mary Cause she, cause she basically says she wanted to do like her, her, um, her idea for, for this movie was basically wanting to do like a Romeo and Juliet love story for Thor and Jane, because, you know, Thor was back in Asgard and she was, she was back on earth mm-hmm. and apparently Marvel was just, they were, they were not here for it. I was like, nah, 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 not me. Well, that sucks. Um, and yeah, did Mary Heron actually end up directing Dark World? No. No, it was it was it, it was just like it was a dude. It was I want to say it was a guy that like worked on Game of Thrones or some shit. Um, this may have been his first movie. Yeah, Alan Taylor. Yeah. Yes. He had, he, had, he, had, he had done three episodes of Game of Thrones, I believe. And so they point. they went with someone, and this is not uncommon, particularly for the earlier MCU uh, movies. Uh, that they would find a relatively up-and-coming director that they could basically say, this is what you're going to make. And the director goes, okay, that's what I'll make. Um, Which also isn't super uncommon for TV directors, where it's like a lot of these these decisions have already been made. We need you to oversee it. Um, Whereas with a film director, it is, you know, it's not that the studio has no say over what's going on, but the film director tends to have a little more pull in terms of creativity and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Natalie Portman was furious about the way all of that was, yeah, first it was Patty Jenkins and then that fell through and then it was going to be Mary Heron and then that fell through. And so she was like, great, I will never do another one of these movies. It's the reason she doesn't show up in infinity war. Um, why there, there's a stand in for her. 
Um, or no, 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 in Endgame, excuse me. Um, why there's just, there's a stand-in for her? Why like the only get a, like a, a a still of her? Um, and why it was such a big deal when they made the announcement about Love and Thunder, and she yeah. showed up. They're like, oh shit, you got her to come back, and it's because Taika Waititi's the shit. Like, yeah, he's, exactly. he's fucking awesome. And and he knows she's like, from his yeah. Elbow, yeah. And and like he's the reason that Chris Hemsworth is still making these movies because. Chris Hemsworth has made two statements that are polar opposites. One of which is, I never want to do another Thor movie. And the other is, I'll do these until they stop me. Yeah. yeah. And the latter Taika has come made it fun. after with Taika Waititi. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick, because we, we, we are pushing time here for sure. Um, <laughs> MC, what was your take on Thor The Dark World? Um, I would say, like, the first... Mm, like the first two thirds of the movie, I was fine with. I like I was watching this like expecting it to be like awful, and I was like, oh, this is this is. I mean, this is fine. Like I I'm not I don't I don't I don't really mind like anything that's going on. I don't mind the story. So to to this point, um, I I think everything is is being done pretty well. And then I think it gets to like the final, uh, the final act of the film, and I think that's when I just mostly just scrolling on my phone, um, <laughs> and I, like, I I can't even pinpoint the moment that I lost interest. I just know that it stopped being interesting to me, and it was just kind of like, okay, well, this is a movie that is uh, showing on my TV right now. Um, like I, I I agree with Rambo's take. I, I don't believe that the MCU has made a bad movie. Yeah. If, if if you had to throw one in there, I understand. I, 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 I you know, I could definitely see this being, you know, listed as, as, as one of the worst. But for me, it's not unwatchable. But it's also not something I would actively seek out to put on. Yeah. You know, like if we were not doing this podcast, I probably would still go another couple years before yeah. um, watching uh, Thor Dark World again. And like. For, for for all the, crit, the criticisms of it, I actually, I like this movie a lot more than Thor one. Wow, um, really? Yeah, I, yeah, like for for me, I I, I don't I, I can't really pinpoint what it is. I was way more invested in this than I was you know watching Thor you know be be a be a bro on Earth in uh, in Thor <laughs> one. Yeah, um, your, your guy's critique of him in that first movie really like opened my eyes because i never really looked at it that way but you're 100 percent right it was just like hey he's stopping a dick yeah okay cool absolutely yeah you're very pretty <laughs> <laughs> which which is also like knowing that when you watch avengers again he does have this very much this air of like you know no you're still an asshole yeah like you're not the worst guy i just am i the only one i think we talked about this last time too am i the only one that would have chose darcy over <laughs> like no, we no we we've done this. No, 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 no. Thought we had. I was just making sure. Of the two, I lean more Natalie Portman, but like I I can't fault anybody. Not gonna kick her out of bed for eating crackers. I mean, know? these are very attractive women. <laughs> yeah. They're they're yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of the two of them, I think that Darcy certainly has more personality, good or bad. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be interpreted. Oh, no, that could that could get that could wear on you. Sure. I yeah. Can see that. Yeah. I was really excited to see her pop up in WandaVision. Yes. Um, we all and, were. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and the, the, the fucking complaints, like, oh, she's a doctor now. She was literally an intern. That was her whole purpose. It's it's been is five she, or six like, years now. This was the goal. This was always the goal. Right. Was oh, she, she was gonna get her fucking doctorate. What the fuck is wrong with people? Oh yeah, you didn't hear that shit. No, yeah. No, no, there were a bunch of complaints that God. when she shows up, she's not the exact same person. That she's actually advanced and now is an expert in her field. Time has passed. Literally, Crazy. time has passed. The whole it, point of this. We don't know though. We don't know who got blipped and who didn't. Did she get blipped? Um, I honestly can't remember, but even that notwithstanding, time has passed. She still had enough time to, you know, get her, I mean, like, could she have finished this, her, this, her doctoral degree when she was in the blip? Fuck like, yeah. It's oh, been, yeah. Think about it. It's been nine years since between yeah. that movie or like the, the, the timeline of that movie and where the MCU is now. It'll work, man. I mean, like you, I know people who've gotten their masters in about two or three years. Like go. it's not, it's by no means impossible. Yeah. And we don't know how far along the track she was yeah, when we exactly. see her. Like so, she's a fucking goofball, but she she's still working and, as an intern yeah, for she's, a she's fucking working. like astrophysicist. Yeah, she's and and <laughs> per, according, Kat, Kat Dennings actually said in February of this year that uh, Darcy was not snapped. There you go. She had time. And so, not yeah. only that, because there was nobody else around, she, she was just able to just plow through all them. She's uh, fucking, yeah. you could excel and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Top of her class, valedictorian. Yeah, 100%. The, the idea all the that other people that are headed in a class, snapped. Guess what, motherfucker? Gone. Yeah. <laughs> is a valedictorian now. It's just like her in like an empty auditorium, like <laughs> doing her speech. Just, <laughs> just like a balloon with a face drawn it that says advisor, like sitting in a seat. I want to thank all of any Daniel? questions yeah, uh, exactly. following my presentation? No? Yeah. Okay. I guess I should get my diploma now. Guess yeah. I'm a fucking doctor You're going to sign now. off on this? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, great. I'm just going to walk over to the admissions office and print my diploma now. Yeah, I mean, but like, <laughs> which is funny. But also, like, <laughs> yeah, she was, she wasn't just someone that was, um, she wasn't like a random like summer hire. Yeah. Like this was part of her schooling. I think there's a, there's a, like a throwaway line about how like this was one of the only internships that was left. But it's still an internship she was taking for college credit. And right. on top of that too, she witnessed two earth-shattering events. Uh-huh. On top of all the shit from um Endgame and Infinity War. She has like, first-hand experience. Yeah. With otherworldly entities so much so that when the wandavision shit happens who do they call yeah motherfucking darcy yeah. miss me with that yep. fucking yeah. like and i understand why she's here an asian gym from the office they call yes. him too yes yes, yes. um eh, eh. what's next in the uh, mcu we're now into phase we're into phase two right what's next in phase two uh when i say it's cap it's cap two Ooh. Talking Winter Soldier. Ooh. Yeah, I want to say it's Winter Soldier, Guardians One, and I don't remember. I don't know what the was, next thing I'm is. Pull, I'm pulling it up right now. Hang was on. Was Doctor Strange end of Phase Two or beginning of Phase Three? Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World. Next ones we have Cap Two, Guardians, Avengers: Age of Ultron, oh, and nice. then and then Ant Man ties it up. That's a pretty solid. Oh, so nice. I I guess we're can we do four? Yeah, totally. We can do Captain Cap I mean, Two because these are all solid flicks. In my worst opinion. case, we just do 
two movies per episode. Yeah, we'll do yeah. Cap and we'll do Cap, uh, Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy next. I think that'll be fair. Um, MC, I know you had one more point with uh, Iron Man three, so we'll go ahead and close on that, man. What was the other question you had for that? Oh, uh, the the well, the only the only uh, thing I wanted to get you guys take on is so uh, much like Thor: Dark World, there were a, a, there was a number of uh, interference and uh, shenanigans behind the scenes that you know contributed to everything going on in that movie and one of them was the uh the role of maya henson being that she was supposed to originally be the the actual villain of iron man 3 but you know marvel was like we can't sell you know you know we can't we can't sell toys of her so no uh, so her role was lessened. So I wanted to get you guys' take on: Do you think if if they had stuck with the original plan of having Maya be the original like bad uh, villain of that movie, do you think it makes it a, a better movie, or do you think people would have taken it as a better movie? Wow, that's hard to say. Um, that's a huh. Because you know, because they said like, uh, like that final, like that final scene, um, not uh, like she was supposed to be revealed, like uh, when Tony is tied up, and uh, and she's talking, she's talking to him. That like that right there was supposed to be the the big reveal that she's actually the person who's been behind everything to this point. And you know, our 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 good old friend Ike, you know, next that. Pearl <laughs> Nix that because, like I said, he. It would have been more didn't... powerful if I'm being brutally honest, because like, you wouldn't have seen it coming. I don't think. I don't think anybody would have saw it coming if she was the mastermind behind the whole, behind the whole guy. Well, I mean, you do still get that reveal to some degree. Yeah. It just the 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 catch becomes she's not necessarily working for Killian. She's working with Killian, and he is. Um, I think he. It's like he ends up being her benefactor. And but she's the one who's behind all the actual science. Yeah. Um, so to some degree, Shane Black was like, "Sure thing, dude." <laughs> and was like, "I'm I'm still gonna tell my story. Fuck off." Um, but no, I I think like, because you do get that sense of betrayal. You do get that that sense of like, "Oh, you've been doing like wrong shit this whole time." Um, but she's definitely thrown to kind of the wayside in terms of, of being like a proper villain. Um, it's hard to say how I would have felt about a thing I haven't seen, but I'm inclined to believe that it would have been at least as effective as what we got. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Guy Pierce, but I think there's definitely, um, well, and also like up to that point, how many female villains did we have? And the MCU. None. Yeah. No, okay, literally zero. There it, you it go. Zero. Really? The, yeah, the first is Hella. Hella's the first female villain. There you go. Wow. Yeah. It took him that fucking long. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it, it would have been really cool. Um, yeah. And, and interesting and, and, and cool to see where, like, what would be different? Like, would we would we have gotten her in the, like, proper sort of, like, Killian role in the fight uh, at the end? Um or would so we have shot basically some kind of stand-in yeah. for her yeah that's fuck that's <laughs> i didn't even think about that that's that's a really yeah, good point goddamn perlmutter again yeah because that was one that was one of the the big one of the big things uh surround uh, surrounding surrounding that movie yeah. 
um, was was her role because they uh, they wanted to get someone else um, to play that to to play that role and like two other two other prominent actors passed on it before they arrived that I don't know the woman who uh, who, who they cast there Rebecca um, Rebecca Hall Rebecca Hall Rebecca Hall yeah there were there were two other yeah because there were two other people um, I wanted to see if I can find who uh, who they originally had approached for it because it was oh yeah Amelia Clark originally oh shit oh shit yeah Amelia Clark was was one was uh was originally attached to it uh Jessica Chastain was also uh was also attached to it but then uh she passed on and then that's when they got Rebecca Hall damn Uh, well I mean again just Perlmutter fucking shit up and we could have had some better things but in the end, I mean, he, is he even out like completely, or is he still involved in MCU bullshit? I, I was, um, he was on the TV side, or not? The, I think he was on the TV side because uh, they wanted to. Well, back when Marvel TV was a thing, like you yeah, know, we were getting Daredevil and um, uh, like the Runaways, like stuff like that. Yeah, but well, you know, you know since, stuff. since Feige is in charge of the TV shows and the movies now, I'm not sure. I don't, I, don't I, know. I know that he's still at Disney slash Marvel. I know he's still on the board, but I think that that was one of Feige's like, basically he went to, he went to the high, the highest of higher ups and was like, if you want me to stay on here, you need to get rid of him or at least move him to a place where I don't have to talk to him. Um, because yeah. they were constantly having fights about how to approach things in the MCU. Yeah. And, it's, I mean, it's the reason why, um, you know, why Black Panther got pushed back, why Captain Marvel got pushed back. Um, it was a lot of, like, corporate decision-making uh, in terms of, like, uh, okay, well, we had Spider-Man rights. Now we're going to make a Spider-Man movie right now. Um, and it's like, well, that's not really part of the plan. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we work on it. No, 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 we're going to do it right now. Um, and, yeah, like... A lot of a lot of the worst decisions that have happened in the MCU were 100 percent like Perlmutter. Um, anyway, I'm just saying things we already know at this point. Yeah. Uh, the short version is, to the best of my knowledge, Kevin Feige is the one responsible for all major decisions. Like, he's the one at the top making uh, all the big decisions about the MCU, both in the the Disney Plus series and in the uh, the movies. Um, like when, when recently, when, when it was asked, like, are there plans to do, uh, uh, home video releases of the, um, TV shows, the Disney plus sh- uh, series, he was like, the best of my knowledge, there are none. Uh, I can't say that they won't be, but right now we don't have any plans to do physical releases. Um, which, you know, pros and cons to that, mostly cons. Um, but, uh. But yeah, so so again, he's he's the authority at the moment. Yeah. So in summation, fuck I Ike Perlmutter. Um, I think we can all agree on that. We've got more of the second phase of the MCU coming up the next time you hear us on the podcast radio waves. Uh, I want to thank MC Brooks. I want to thank James Rambo. I want to thank all of you lovely folks out there who are listening who are subscribing, who are sharing our podcast, who are reading our articles too. I want to thank all of the wonderful writers that we have at the Great Geek Refuge as well. So thank everyone out there who's contributing, everybody who's listening, everybody who's sharing. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, 
again, stay safe, guys. Things are starting to clear up. You don't have to wear masks everywhere. It's kind of nice. Like, it's weird. I'm still kind of, like, edgy about it. I'm like, uh, I should be wearing a mask. But, like, people are getting vaccinated. It's kind of nice. The weather's getting nice. But stay safe. Keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your mask if you don't feel comfortable, honestly, if you're not vaccinated, especially. But remember, too, we can do this. We can all get through this. Because together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!